Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash the laps. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash the laps. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Laps Storytelling Podcast, where we tell true stories gussied up. I'm your host, Kyle Jest, and today we've got a story from me. I had Emily from episode 10 interview me, and I've put together the result. We actually had a guest narrator on doing my usual work, but a couple things went awry. You'll hear him a couple times in this episode. His name is William Hopkins. I owe him major thanks for for helping out in this episode. But the rest of it's just going to be me, and it's kind of exciting. When I was a kid, I loved James Bond. I wanted to be James Bond, but um, actually, nah, you know what? Let's just jump right into it. I'm calling this one The Spy Club. Here it comes. This is The Laps. First rule of Spy Club is... Don't tell anybody. Second rule of Spy Club is... Seriously, guys, it's a secret. What you were supposed to do was keep a log of your neighborhood and report back anything suspicious or unusual. I was 11 years old, and I was the leader of our club. I had my logbook, my pen and paper, and I was looking across the street, hiding behind the curtains in my parents' place. I was trying to see if the lady across the way was going to be naked. My parents didn't really restrict anything. If he's got an imagination, let it grow. Let him run wild and free. And I did. There was this empty field, and there was a clubhouse there. It belonged to someone else. This clubhouse was on the ground where you could access it, but I wanted one in the tree. I dismantled, very effectively by the way, I'm very good at demolition. I took a hammer from home and I smashed their clubhouse to bits. Piece by piece by piece by piece by piece. There was a van in the field that just sat there. This woman came out and asked me what I was doing. I kind of had big britches for an 11 year old. I told this woman, listen, pay me no mind. I I remember saying that clearly. I I watch too much British TV. Pay me no mind. I'm simply repurposing this wood. She said, well, I have nails in my van. Follow me. Come to your van? Yeah, of course. Nails are okay. That's not candy. My parents, the stranger endangered me. I just, I don't know what I was thinking. She opened up the back of the van. And then she gave me a bunch of nails. She nailed me. I nailed one, two, three boards to the tree. And then that was it. I couldn't even climb trees. I destroyed this kid's clubhouse for basically no reason. Later that week, I rendezvoused with my fellow spy, Chris. And I told him, look, We're not making any progress here. We need to step up our game. Let's go spy on your neighbor when the sun goes down. But Chris is kind of wary. Unlike my parents, his parents usually kept an eye on what he was doing, so we decided to check up on them. Luckily, they'd just gotten back from the video store and popped in a movie, so we had our window. And I laid out the plan. We need to find some black clothing, and we need to go out after 9 o'clock. Chris has six people in his family, so you can imagine his house is pretty big to begin with, but his yard is ridiculously huge. Most of our summer days were spent to the right of Chris's house in the river that ran alongside it. But to the left, that's where Chris's neighbor was. There was a kitchen in the back of this person's house. Like, there was a deck, and then you could climb up the deck, and then you could look into the kitchen. Our goal was to see what they were doing in the kitchen. Chris says, wait, what? Why are we gonna look in the kitchen? I said, well, you have to spy though. You don't know what's in the kitchen until you see what's in the kitchen. I opted for the black ski mask in Chris's closet, very professional, needed to blend in. Um, <laughs> he opted out of that one. 
Okay, let's move. In length, the property's about maybe a couple football fields, but in width, the houses are much, much closer together. Chris really, really, really didn't want to get close. So we ducked down behind one of the sets of logs in his neighbor's backyard and looked towards their house. All we could see was a light. So I was like, Chris, we need to get closer. And he's like, okay, Kyle, but at some point, we're going to have to go back. What point do we stop? And it only emboldened me, I think, when I saw someone else who was chickening out. I was just like, we have to get closer. We have to keep going. We have to keep going. We have to keep going. So we crept from the pile of wood a little bit further. We were looking. We could see someone in the kitchen. There was a guy, some, someone who's doing something. I looked awfully suspicious. Chris says, Kyle, we can't go any closer. He's going to see us. And I said, well, we can't see it. We, we have to go onto the deck. That was the entire point of this. We need to go for the spy club. It's really important. I said, Chris, you can stay here as president of the spy club. I'm going to find out what's going on. And I was almost at the deck. And then I tripped over something. Instinctively, I put out my hands to stop myself. But when I put out my hands, I slapped the deck. And I just freeze. And I look back at Chris, and he looks like he's about to shit himself. And so I don't move. I just sit there, and I wait. And then the light comes on. Maybe they just heard something, and they'll go away if I just sit here for a second. Chris gives me another look, and then I hear a dog barking. Kyle, I think you need to go. And a voice rings out, Whoever you are, come on out. Without a second thought, I just booked it. I didn't even motion to Chris, I just ran. And I was a fat kid, I didn't really run that fast. I've never sprinted that hard in my life. I heard dogs barking, and I heard a man shout at me. I ran around the side of Chris's house up to the front because if I ran to the back, I knew that the guy would see that I was from that house. So I ran to the front of the house, Chris caught up with me, thank goodness. The two of us went inside his house and slammed the door shut. And then we didn't know what to do. The last thing we wanted to do was tell Chris's parents. Whereas my family was the sort where you could eat whatever you want and watch whatever you want and kind of do whatever you want. Chris's family screened everything. They screened everything they ate. They screened everything they watched. So, real secret-like, we change out of our clothing, and I tell Chris, Chris, we just need to lay low for a while. We went upstairs into his room, flicked on the CD player, and waited it out. Not too long after that, we looked out the window, and there were not one, not two, but three police cars sitting in front of the house. Chris looks at me, and I know that we're in trouble. I don't know why we thought to hang out in Chris's room and listen to music, because we never went to Chris's room. There was nothing to do in Chris's room. Chris's room was a box. It had a stereo, a wardrobe, and this awful waterbed. It was like our own little cozy prison. Speaking of which... Oh, hi, Mrs. DeVita. She kind of cocks her head at us, you know, one of those sideways looks. And she says, you two wouldn't happen to know anything about who was next door, would you? And we said, us? <laughs> Not us. So his mom says, all right, okay. Let me ask you this then. Would either of you like a shower? And we said, what? And she says, well, turns out someone tried to break into the place next door. Apparently there were, there were two guys. They've got police dogs out right now. Police dogs are on the scent. They're going to find them. Now, in my head, I can't help but sense an accusation. But she keeps going. 
she's not stopping for nobody. She says, you know, the crazy thing is, wherever these guys are, the police say they tried to lose their scent in the river. Oh, like the river you two go tubing down all the time. It's a good thing you guys came inside when you did. So I'm gonna ask you again, since, you know, the police dogs are sniffing around that area, would either of you like a shower? My ambition to become James Bond ended there. I scrubbed harder than I can remember ever doing at 11 years old. I'm sure he couldn't possibly fathom why someone in his backyard was trying to look through his window. I wouldn't. If I owned a house right now and there were a couple people trying to stare through my window, it would scare the shit out of me. Like, what are the odds that children are trying to stare into your window at 9 o'clock at night? The first thing you're going to go to is, there are people trying to harm me. That is the beginning of every horror movie. To be fair, like, if your kid comes up with Spy Club and he wants to make this thing, I think you should let that go a certain amount. You should probably watch what he's doing. Let your kid be creative and weird. Like, that's a good thing. There's no normal child. They do weird things. Totally unacceptable by adult standards. <laughs> The reason Spy Club happened was because my parents just let it, or didn't not let it. I suppose I was a weird kid. That story again was shared by me, Kyle Jest. I hope you dug it even without my usual back and forth narration. Actually, if you want to tell me, let me know. If I do one of my own stories again, would you be down for guest narration, or is my own voice just Danny? If you email me, I promise I'll email you back. That's storiesatthelaps.org. Which, if you'd like to join us, you can also submit one of your stories, and uh, we'll see if we can't get you on the show. I forgot last episode to thank Jessie Brennan for her transcription, and she did it again this episode. So again, thank you, Jessie. You're the best. The best, Jessie. That's true. And Alex Ricci for editing assistance on Linda's episode as well. He's going to be taking a break for a bit, but I hope to have him back sometime soon. He's been nothing but fantastic. If anyone out there is looking to help edit the show, do let me know. Lastly, for a free audiobook, remember, visit audibletrial.com slash the laps, even if you don't want one. If you don't want an audiobook, signing up helps the show keep going. It costs you nothing, but this show doesn't make money. It costs money to make it, so I'd appreciate it. My name is Kyle Jest, and this was The Laps.